We're back. The Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, tech, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking emerging media, e-games, cannabis, and so much more. Without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. I had multiple graphic points. Thank you. Various shades of brown, <laughs> bringing you the latest in tech, business, and culture with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. There it is. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because we might have to pay royalties. And I'm not it was that. all okay. a dream. This is, this is a special little podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Whiskey Hue. We're excited to have a great episode today. Uh, we're live from the Namek Studios, and we're going to be doing something very, very exclusive and very special today. Uh, we have a friend of the show. Um, we're bringing, you know, uh, a great friend from many years ago. I think once we started, the connection was made. Um, Denise probably get executive producer right. She's like all in the video. Um, she's <laughs> she's making it happen. So you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there and let Abdul introduce our uh, our friend of the show. All right, Denise Bennett, uh, amazing, amazing friend. She actually is the exec- she brought us all together. I'm going to get into all of that. So this all started about five, six, seven weeks ago when Namek was saying we want to do something with the Whiskey Hue podcast and who should we have as our guest? Immediately throughout Denise's name. Immediately as a response, I heard awesome and B because <laughs> she was she was winning she was winning an award. I knew about it back then, but they said don't tell her yet because we haven't me. had a chance. They asked me for your email so they hold can on. tell you that you won this award. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're winning the award? Yeah, we're going to talk I about it. Know. So this hit perfect. It's good. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to get to it, man. AG, just, just slow down, man. Listen, Feed the listen. kid. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I'm going to go way back. So Denise may not even remember this, but I called her. I was calling her on NYU and Fordham because those are the two schools I was looking at to do what I was doing. So I got waitlisted of NYU, finally got in, but I had already started at Fordham by the time they let me in. So I... For, Denise was the head of the MEA or the Media Entertainment Alliance, I think, right? I was um, head of both uh, Media Entertainment Alliance and the Black and Hispanic MBA. Okay, okay, man, just creds, all right? We don't need to keep the. It's not, it's not strolling credits. She's a boss, is what she's telling you. She's a boss. I've always she's been like, a boss. I always will be a boss. Go ahead, tell them. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. That, those are facts right there. She took my call before I even got there. I said, What's the work life balance like? She was very helpful. She was very thoughtful and insightful. Do you remember that call? Long time uh, ago. Long time ago. I, to, be, if, to be super sentimental, I don't remember a time <laughs> you know all three of you. And the uh, only reason that I remember that, because then it came to oh, the next what? thing, when I was later on at Fordham, she came, she's like, I'm with Namek New York chapter. I want to do an event at Fordham. And then, so I helped on the logisticals end. So that put it all together. I'm like, what's Namek? That's 2008, 2009 for me. So I joined the Namek New York chapter and then uh, worked on there like programming. Uh, then I eventually got and had developed a relationship with NAMIC National. So then I was on the programming committee there for the annual conference. And then, you know, pitched in the startup showcase. And then oh, now we're doing startup showcase for seven years straight. I think, uh, I, re- I, think I remember you. I think I went to that event. It was at Fordham's. You said Fordham's campus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you I, there, AG? I, 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 like I stopped it. You know, I was a superstar back then. 
So, so I, like, I just I just came in for five minutes and I was like, that guy has a silver suit on. Like, did he? And I was just like, <laughs> and I was like all right, I'm out. <laughs> he fell from grace. He was a superstar back then. You see that? <laughs> He's like, a, Look, I'm just gonna hold it. I was, I was like, back then, <laughs> I was Grammy in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, but she's Go been ahead. she's been amazing ever since. And the award she is receiving from Namek is the Luminary Award, which is given oh. to movers and shakers who are just tearing it up right shakers now. I would say other things like uh, I'm keeping it clean. <laughs> We're Namek and iHeart. <laughs> So she's just tearing it up on many levels, and that's why they want to do it. So from my from my recollection, you've been at Viacom, NBA, um, NBC. Warner, and now at iHeart. Probably some I probably missed a whole bunch, but those are some dope companies right there. Which one? You skipped TV One. TV One. Yes, sir. So TV yeah, One. I've been I've been, I've been around no the for, for a long while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You were. Uh, so then and then I think you came in like when I then you became an adjunct professor first. Then I became one. I think you may have made that intro because they saw me speaking somewhere. And so like, I'm, I'm just trying to be Denise, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, that, that's some of the things that thank you for that intro. That's some of the things that, you know, I've been in involved in NAMIC along with you three gentlemen for many, many, many years. Uh, we all have served on the New York board together for a very long time and have been able to build so many relationships, not only just with each other, just through around the the industry. And so it's been it's been great to have, you know, to for us to be in this full circle moment to see you guys thriving in this medium. I'm a fan of the podcast, obviously, because oh. I love listening oh. to you guys. I don't always understand what y'all are talking about from a venture capitalist standpoint, but that's, I love they don't either, I, Denise. That's just only yeah, one yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I always love, you know, tuning in and hearing your your perspectives on media and business because I think it's really important to have those unique perspectives from from three brown men of what your thoughts are because they are they they are super unique and that's what's what's great about this this platform that you all have. So great, great. So we're excited to have you Denise and today we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Uh want to leverage your experience around media space. You know, you have some dope experiences across uh, many different, you know, large organizations, but we want to talk about what's going on in the world. But, you know, a true Whiskey Hill style, we want to catch up. What's been going on, fellas? Nothing much. Nothing much. <laughs> AG, AG drinking at, at early in the morning, you okay, know, so but, all you right, know, all right. we're, we're all, this is the Whiskey Hill and a part of our, a part of our show, we like to drink, sip, uh, a featured whiskey and, uh, you know, if it's not a whiskey, you know, our special guest of the show has a recommendation. So, Denise, uh, what what would you like to recommend to, to for sipping today? So when when Athul asked me about a whiskey, I was like, I don't really I don't really drink the whiskeys. Now, if I was going <laughs> to if, if I was gonna make a recommendation, I'm going to I'm going to default to the uncle nearest. That is a fool's favorite whiskey. That's, clad, that's all totally. That and Jay-Z, those are two names he knows, man. Totally. So we're gonna we're gonna lift up our black businesses. And so in the same vein, what I said was I'm a I'm a I am a, a I love the bubbles, so I love a champagne. And right. there was a champagne that I was telling a fool about. It was called Marie Césaire, and I hope I pronounce it right. It's it's a French champagne, but it's a Black-owned champagne that I tasted when I went to Morocco with a few girlfriends a couple of years ago. And we went to this uh, this hotel, Janae Tamsna. It's the only Black-owned and woman-owned hotel in Morocco. 
And we went specifically to to meet the owner, uh, Marianne Loom Martin, because we just we'd seen so many articles written about her and that she was just out there doing her thing. And so we wanted to go and give to her flowers. And so we we were staying somewhere locally uh, in a local house, but we went over to the hotel because we wanted to meet her. And we specifically came and asked for her and they brought her out and she saw that it was three black women that just wanted to love on her. And she broke out that champagne and gave it to us. And we got a chance to sit with her and just have this beautiful black girl magic moment. And so that's always stuck to me of let me make sure that's what I'm what I'm buying and what I'm sipping. Love it. Nice. I love it. Love it. And say the name again just for the listeners. Marie Césaire. All right. All right. So that's the champagne we're going to be sipping on. Claude, let me do let me do one thing. Can I do one thing? Now that she mentioned a cup, she mentioned like let's give an homage to like a beautiful woman, right? I mean you too, Denise, but I'm gonna get someone else, right? So like <laughs> <laughs> So there are clouds flying over the moon, there are pigs landing on on the moon, cows over the stars. Cause guess what happened? Somebody had the audacity to step out on Nia Long, right? So Nia Long, I've been a fan of forever. Right. I've been a big fan wow. since that's Love a, Jones because I was a big fan. So, a, hey, things happen. A right talk about that. There's a beautiful woman. Nia, <laughs> love of my life long. <laughs> the fool's like, OK, whatever you want to talk about. about champagne and bubble. I got to lighten it up. I got to lighten this up. Clyde's about to go, hey, man, let's talk about medicine metrics. No one cares. Well, we were going to go there one way or the other. I, but I Love Jones is like a staple in my life because that that and a, you're going to think it's weird. That and a Harry Connick Jr. is the reason I learned to play piano. Uh, this, when Harry Miss Sally. Oh, I was a kid. So those two movies right there is why I learned piano and singing. So I had music, lyricists, uh, and uh, two favorite cities in America, New York City and Chicago. So this and Neil, the love of my life long. And, this, you know, the whole time she's sitting on the bench looking this at the coach, she's like, I could be hanging out with Jason Tatum. <laughs> now, she, now she's free agent. Go for it. <laughs> All right, this clean is us up. Your, this is attacking your childhood. That's why you wanted to bring this up early. And, and, and you were just like, my childhood is being destroyed here. So. We were, Nia and I were always platonic friends. I loved her. She didn't know who I was. So that's the way, that's the way that rolled. All right, Clyde, clean us up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, so Phil definitely wanted to get, it, uh, get that off his chest. Uh, congratulations <laughs> to you. We'll be watching the Newswire and uh, see what's going on there. But uh, with, <laughs> let's, let's dive into what's going on in the whiskey world. Uh, <laughs> business, tech, and culture, right? That's what we like to talk about. And uh, one of the things that's you know, near and dear to our heart is the media space. Uh, Denise has been in the media space for many, many years. And you know, as a high-level view, let's, let's just get your, your view around media overall, whether it's podcast, streaming, TV, uh, just whatever. Just give us like a quick download of where we are today and uh and then we'll we'll dive in well i gotta say i'm loving this this moment right now that is seeing how big podcasts have have gotten and how many differing perspectives and voices that you're getting to hear on so many different things you know even the the hot topic that uh athul brought up on <laughs> on the you know that's one of a that's an interesting thing of and it's a conversation that we're probably going to see across many different uh, podcast mediums of where where things like sports, uh, celebrity, and just general hot topics are going to intersect and people are going to have so many different perspectives. So I'm really loving that as both a, a person in a, in a media space and at an audio company that is, you know, we are the number one uh, podcast publisher, but Boom. we are pushing so many differing voices. So that's been a great, 
it's been great for me as a consumer in the things that I listen to. And, you know, as it, as we talk about those differing voices where there's been a lot of room for uh, the differing perspectives of ethnicities and just different areas. So not only are we seeing that in particular black and Hispanic podcast listenership, it really is driving uh, most podcast downloads. And so that's where there's been an even more hunger for those voices that represent what we are experiencing, what we're talking about, and then all the variety within that, as well as, you know, even even listening to voices that aren't necessarily from from our own voices, but just tapping into the things that we are interested in. So I am a I'm such a voracious podcast listener. I'm listening to so many like I'm listening to you guys. I love hearing your perspectives. I'm also listening to so many podcasts that are, you know, just black women just just talking, whether they're talking just general hot topics or very specific things like, you know, things around legal. Like I listen to uh, Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams, where she's talking about hot topics, but from a legal perspective. Mm. Um, I'm also listening to like Reasonably Shady on, on the, these are all on the black effect where it's really just it's two women from Real Housewives of Potomac that are just, they're just talking. They're just having a good conversation. It's like catching up with some girlfriends, but at the same time, I'm listening to I'm listening to a ton of true crime. I love Uh-oh. all true crime. Where I, I know I'm I am. So many person. women are listening to. That's true one of the crime. most popular mediums. That's the most one of popular verticals, right? One hundred percent. And I am I am no different than you know some of the typical consumer and listener that I'm loving true crime and so many different. There's so many different subgenres within that. So I, I just think there's I'm loving that there's such a wealth of voices and it's too so far it's not too saturated like there's still more voices coming in so there's room for everybody to not only have a voice but it's room for folks to be able to listen to so many so many varying uh perspectives on on different topics i i agree with that uh wholeheartedly and one of the things that stood out um about the podcast space and all, all overall the media space is the impact that people from you know who are in the culture of the culture uh, black and brown people are having on the space mm-hmm. uh, you talked about you talked about the black effect and one of the things i saw there was you know you have some ownership while you're still partnering with iHeartMedia, media has some ownership and control um that really stood out to me and one of the and one of the reasons why i think it's having you know a great effect because when you have somebody of the culture shaping the culture you get a better product and you're seeing seeing things like drink champs and uh, yeah. a, a number of other, mm-hmm. all the smoke and a number of other things that's under black effects specifically. But then when you fast forward to other medias, uh, like on TV and, 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 uh, and street and, and streaming and other things, you're, you're, you're seeing the impact of better quality TV. We like to say it's the golden age of TV. There's so much content, but how do you curate all that and get it to someone who wants to watch it? It's a ton um, of content and people are the, cons- it's, it's, We've we've been in this space for for a while now, so we've seen how media has evolved. You know, when when I when I started way back when, you know, there was no social media; it didn't exist. And so now that it is a a powerful content driver and revenue driver, so that's been interesting to see just how our how technology as well as our consumer habits have have evolved. And so with with 
podcasting as well as just all different kind of audio uh, mediums because uh, particularly black and brown listeners, they're still they're still pretty heavy in radio. Radio is still pretty strong. Um, mm. And so continuing to to watch how consumers are gravitating towards certain mediums and gravitating away from from some other ones because TV watching is actually going down while mm. as audio is going up. And again, I can say that from my own sample size, my own self, podcasting has taken me away from so many other Mm. mediums. I spend a lot of time listening to and uh, I'm trying to identify even more things to listen to. So if you look at the numbers, right, you're seeing it kind of mimics, let's say it's U.S. centric, right? If you look at population, how they are, how they are um, split up among the demographics, the different uh, cultural groups, podcast listening, it kind of mimics those numbers. I'm just curious, are the, are the dollars following that as well, as far as trying to develop a relationship with that consumer? What are you seeing? I, I think they are. I think, you know, a lot of what I'm doing is identifying solutions for brands who want to be aligned uh, throughout the iHeart portfolio. And so a lot of them are talking about, talk to me more about these podcasts because they're they're also looking at the alignment with those those voices and that talent. They want that association, whether it's, you know, you, you spoke about the ownership on on the black effect. So that ownership is a, it's a 51% ownership by Charlemagne. And folks want that association with, whether it's Charlemagne or the Breakfast Club in general, or specifically the DJ Envy, or they want the association with any of the other really big name talent that's that's across our entire portfolio. So absolutely, this is this has been great from a, a, a profit standpoint for, for ourselves and as we're talking to these different brands. So, so just to put that in perspective, when we talk about revenue, uh, podcast revenue, I think in 2022 is trending to be about $2 billion uh, comparative to over the air, where it's roughly around $11 billion. So there's a, a lot of space there. Well, people talk about like over the air revenue is, I mean, excuse me, over the air listening is dead. The dollars are still following there. So, you know, I think there's a lot of space. Denise, you have a lot of work and a lot of money to make. So basically what that's saying. <laughs> there's, at least, there's at least a 5X growth uh, trajectory right there, right? Of what Clyde just said. It's, it's fantastic. It's been, it's been a great time to, to be in this space. And like you said, Clyde, I think it's only going to, it's only going to grow, which is mm. fantastic. Denise, let me, from from your perspective on the advertising side, and you know, I come from the distribution side of you know the media world. Where do you see the differences? Like you know, you, you know, Apple now has that subscription service opportunity where you kind of you know mitigate, cut out commercials, sim- similar to streaming, right? Uh-huh. Do you see that becoming an issue in the in the podcasting world where you can kind of you know just get a subscription, cut out the advertising angle as or cut out a portion of advertising? That's a good question. I'm I'm not exactly sure. I, I can only think from thinking about how much people are wanting to absolutely cut out those those advertising. We do see that a lot of people, a lot of consumers will opt to uh, a Patreon to eliminate mm-hmm. having, those, having those ads. Remains to be seen if that will yeah. continue as something that uh, consumers will really drive that that's something that they absolutely want. We saw how that happened on a linear side where folks really drove a consumer behavior of wanting to have, wanting to have their content without any, any ads. But I mean, we it's kind of buying, 
it might be biting them in the butt too, right? Well, the interesting thing is ad dollars, if it's ad dollars or subscriptions, it's going to the same umbrella, but it's the different exposure of who gets the exposure. If there's a brand inserted there, then they get, you know, they get the consumer gets exposure to that brand. But if the, if the umbrella, if you can do it with subscription model only, I've seen a lot of folks want to veer that way, right? I do that way. And then it just creates creates different opportunities for us from a, from a sponsorship and integration side. We can still, we're still going to identify a way that we can get in those brand messages in, in some way, shape or form, because we still want you, the consumer to engage with and have some sort of call to action for you to do something. I've yeah, always known yeah. you as that integrated marketer. Sorry, Clab. Uh, one, one last thing. Sorry. Uh, I've always known you as that integrated marketing. You were one of the first in my circle that was doing it at such a level. How are you? That was in a visual meeting medium before. How are you integrating that here? Is it it's probably more difficult? It's just an audio version of it. Is it or no? Um, not more difficult. It's just different because um, yeah. I'm still doing the same thing of identifying the solutions for these brands in in some sort of medium. So whether that is them coming in as a sponsor of an audio platform, whether it's, you know, within broadcast radio or in podcast. And iHeartMedia is, we're a, we are a total media company. So we still have visual media as well. And so what we're doing is identifying those solutions across our entire portfolio that makes the most sense for that brand. And so we are, if, if it makes sense for them to have a custom podcast series where we thematically weave their brand throughout that that series and the discussions that we're having, we can do that too. And that's super impactful. It just depends on what their what that brand wants and some of the, the insights and research that we can bring to them about how our listeners respond and react to and are engaged with that type of content. That's the the value that we bring to our, to our partners. So a big piece of this for me is what I'm seeing is there's a number of different plays. You talk about iHeart's a number of different media channels. And one thing that stood out was the media or the digital ad spending space is projected to be over 300 million by 2025 uh, with, you know, the change in annual growth happening, you know, in the teens uh, percentage wise. Um, there are so many opportunities that aren't even here yet. I mean, you think about where the space is going and new opportunities, everything from live festivals to um, uh, video integrations, you layer in YouTube and the streaming that way with your live podcast. I mean, I think it's limitless as you, as you think about not only the, the podcast space, but the media space overall, what's like one or two things that you see is going to be like game changing for the next five years. Oh, that is a huge Ooh, really Ooh, dropping out, dropping, dropping the thought questions now. I was nice. working on that question all week, man. Okay. All, all week, week. All week. Kudos, all week. kudos. Wait, he was like, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to set it <laughs> <Okay>. up. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, that's a huge question, and I probably will have to think about it a little bit more. I think um, as we talk from, I think thinking about things like smart audio is, that's going to be something that we're looking towards as, going to be some new areas and just looking at any more greater engagement uh interaction and engagement with our with our consumers just finding the the new and new different and better ways to to engage with our audience because listeners are getting a lot more smarter and savvier in how they both engage with their media as well as any brands that they consume they're just 
they're just smarter. So the ways that we have previously used to approach them, we have to continue to modify those. So it's going to require us doing constant deep diving and researching and you know looking at how consumers are engaging with our content and how we can modify it to continue meeting them where they are. Yeah, so let me put let me put my co-host on the spot. Uh, Atul, as a VC and someone who's looking at media companies in the space, uh, whether it's you know podcast, streaming, SaaS space, are you seeing anything? And, and AG, you on that side as well as you know somebody's looking at business development and working with startups all the time. Are you seeing anything that's popping out for you that's going to be game changing in that one or two year space? From a tech perspective, it's just about a matter of integrating other mediums within the podcasting medium, like giving a visual component to it. That's only game changing plain as and then an algorithm that yanks information. We know people that put out free content on a daily basis, but trying to put that all behind a paywall with snippets of things being pulled out because there's one guy that does just startup finance investing information. I see that, but that's not really like a game changing play I've seen yet. I've been pitched a lot of things that technology is not ready for it yet, Uh, but so yeah, AG jump in. Well, no, I, I think one of the biggest things is the uh, from the biz dev side that I've seen on a media angle is the adding the visual element as well, right? Where you can watch the podcast on YouTube, yeah, you know, um, or on an online video platform. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like they had that companion kind of viewing ability. You know, some people do want to listen to the podcast or the speakers at home, but some people right. don't. But I think one of the biggest things that seems to be in this space where I'm going to be extremely intrigued that your numbers uh, as a whole from listenership is has out as outside continues to open back up. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, if, if more people are going back to the office in the coming weeks and months, is listenership going to increase? Because that's that was always a standard. Listen to your podcast while you're on a train or on, in a commute to commute to the office. If people are going back into the office, is listenership going to increase? I'm assuming that seems like an obvious yes. And then what that clip looks like um, and where the new opportunities come, because now you start, diff- you know, this network needs to differentiate themselves from this network. Right. Whether opportunities are coming that side. And I think there's a huge way to kind of partner. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and that's going to be great. And I think it's, you know, where you were starting to say of will listenership uh, increase or decrease as people are starting to go back. I think what we saw in these past few years that we that our life just shifted, people also just found there there became new and different ways that people were listening to things. You know, when people were, you know, now in their houses, now they were audience of one. Now they were turning on a two and a half hour podcast to clean the house. Or mm. yep. go on what? Two and a half hour podcast. What are you listening to? I know. So I basically, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's not on iHeart. But okay, never mind. Don't don't don't, don't shout it out. Is it? Well, what category is it? It is uh, true crime uh, okay. slash history. That okay. stuff is addictive. Uh, history, it's history it's episodic, episodic, right? Really good. Yeah. I get into yeah. a lot of uh, history ones. There's one I'm listening to right now that has been my. Uh, it's been my go-to on, you know, learning about new things. It's, it's on uh, the Michael Turo network. It's called Sisters of the Underground. Wow. Um, so that one has been about the the Mirabal sisters in the Dominican Republic. So mm. I can get lost in that while I'm doing things, and <laughs> all that is all that does is send me down other podcast rabbit holes for more Fair. things to to listen to. And so I think that's you know those diff- those new opportunities of 
places to catch people while they are listening to things uh, is is a great opportunity. Let me let me get into a macro question. Do you mind if I do this? Take let me take it for a minute. So bear with me. So I like to I love talking about money, right? That's my thing. Um, but I also like connecting people to get positive ROI on products or services they're delivering. That's kind of my job. So if you look at forecasted spend by consumer budgets over the remaining lifetime in just the U.S., so what does that mean? So you have you have um, Hispanic, non-white Hispanic, or what is it? Non-Hispanic, white. You have african-american then you have asian it's all lumped right denise you and i chat about this last week uh, so <laughs> which i'm going to get to in a moment because there's a clear play there that makes sense so if you look at of those two groups there's hispanic and asian are growing at a multiple not by migration but just by births out you know deaths are lower than births let's say locally in all their countries right so if you look at the if you look at the average white female male their projected lifetime it, remaining because they're older, mainly in their mid forties, let's say is less than Hispanics who are slightly younger. It's below 30, the projected lifetime, meaning, Hey, till the end of their lifetime with comparable life expectancies, Asians are even younger than that. Now, if you look at Hispanic and Asians, Hispanics have like four or 500 K more spending uh, opportunities in that span with Asians, they're younger and usually in higher income brackets, it's a 900 to a million dollars more spend uh, why not develop a deeper relationship with that audience? Hey, because it's not just a domestic play. We are increasingly mobile, right? So a lot of people from the higher income brackets, you're not going to just live. You might take off and go to live in Europe for a bit, South America, Asia. There's a, a lot of teetering back and forth. So you develop, a, if you're a global, a brand with a global footprint, why not right. establish a brand of a relationship with these consumers that are around for longer? A, B, and have income to spend on it, but they're highly neglecting some of the, you know, like even Asian, you and I talked about this last week, they highly neglect it, but then that's a powerful force. If you travel anywhere, I've done a lot this summer, right. we're everywhere, right? <laughs> you know, we're spending. <laughs> so Absolutely. go with that for a minute. I can surely, I, I can surely see from across the industry that we, you know, when we start talking about multicultural marketing, sometimes we silo into uh, starting from, you know, black, then Hispanic and needing to understand that there are so many different nuances and subsets within even those two. And then as we continue mm -hmm. going on through uh, other various ethnicities, needing to have not only that cultural competency to be able to speak to and understand how to engage with those audiences, as well as having having an understanding and the insights of the, the existing content and what would be the uh, attractive content that will engage with that audience. So it's it's having all of those things in place and knowing how to best and authentically reach those reach those audiences in the in the right way. So I'll jump in here because I my perspective is a little bit different. Uh, while I think the ethnicity is important, I think now the millennials and Gen Zers are changing that conversation where it's more around uh, segmentation around their profiles and less about <laughs> race. From that perspective, like, yes, race is still important, but I think lifestyle is having a bigger impact where the, the, the like everything is being mixed together. And the, this generation is probably less focused on race and more focused on lifestyle than any other generation that I've seen at a younger age. Um, and, you know, like you say, a sample size of one, I'm still learning. But as a marketer, that's where all mine goes, because it's all about. Uh, feeding you the content that works really well for them in that moment. That's why you're seeing shows like Euphoria and mm -hmm. Industry, which has 
multicultural cast of all different types of uh, uh, races, but focused specifically on this, a younger generation are having a uh, pretty big impact. So what I just wanted to put, point that out in the, in the conversation. Well, not not to bite the hand that feeds. I, not to, I, just, I'm want, these I just want people to talk about the mixed people such as myself, the black. Uh-huh. Oh, you know the beauty? No, and Anthony, the beauty things, and that's, I'm going to let Denise jump in here after Klein's <laughs> question, but like the beauty of streaming is, you know, not biting the hand that feeds, but you know, if you only had 15 hours of network television time to put in all the people, you had to put in the most representative of all, most people in America. Streaming has really even the playing field. We can take chances on niche audiences and all of this, which is beauty. And then let's throw in the mixes of people. Cause you know what people that's reflective society. I love that. Uh, Denise go, sorry. Well, I was going to, I, Clyde, I totally agree with where you're going and talking about uh, reaching consumers and listeners in their, in their life stages. And I think that's where having the various voices that we're currently seeing, particularly in the podcast space are really trying to address all of the identities and subsections within those, within those identities and lifestyles but also still incorporating the nuances within them. And mm-hmm. so some of the things that myself and, and my partner uh, at work, Alex, that we're doing is always trying to talk about some of those intersectionalities within uh, both ethnicities and life stages. So, you know, a lot of times when we are talking about, you know, particularly reaching, say we're talking about a black woman audience that, you know, a brand wants to talk to, sometimes we'll make sure well, don't forget to let's look over at Michael Tour to a Marla Negra show of, you know, talking about that intersectionality with an Afro-Latina and how she mm. is still a representative of of the audience that we're trying to reach. But let's also get into the nuances that is within her life um, mm. and her audience, the people that are listening to her and what they are you know, thinking about. So I, I, I do see what you're saying of. And I think that we are doing that and identifying some of those different life stages. And that's why we've got so many differing shows because the, the five of us have continued to hear that we are not monolithic. We cannot. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're always like, you know, sample set of one. Because yep. all we can do is speak from the perspective from the vantage points of ourselves. But we can delve into the nuances of uh, some of our shared experiences. Yeah. And then start getting smart about how some of those how some of those break out and how we can speak to them as where you, you want to call them you know niche uh, identities or just different identities just different identities and, and different interests the beauty is that we're all like let's say just on the four of us that are on screen right now there's we're all American but then we have our niche as far as our personal characteristics that we want to embrace which makes up 25 30 40 percent maybe whatever it is but we're all going to watch Top Gun Marvel movies all that so we have that we have these embraced uh similarities between us so yeah there's opportunities across the board right so I think well, this is a fascinating con- just all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Clyde. I, I just wanted I to say Top Gun was good. Ag Ag doesn't wait. He only talks when other people are talking. He's like, "Hey, man, you started? I got this." <laughs> My bad. It's like two dudes going for the ball. Only one dude can shoot, man. <laughs> the Kobe Bryant of the whiskey here. There you go. Uh, so this has been a fascinating conversation. Definitely not enough time to touch on all the uh, the key points. But I think Denise, this has been very fascinating for us and for me, and to learn a lot about your space and sharing with the NAMIC uh, audience live from the NAMIC studio. So um, what we'd like to get into next is something that's near and dear to the Whiskey Hue show. 
we have a section of our show which we call Shit You Should Know. Um, it's specifically focused on sharing knowledge around things that's in the news, what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're learning, um, and you know, just share with our audience so that you know they can be more knowledgeable about stuff that's going on in the world that we're consuming because you know there's not enough time in the day and we know that media is uh pumping out so much content that it's hard to keep up with so um <laughs> so you know what we want to do is we want to share with our audience for this section of the show shit you should know abdul likes to do like 20 we're only supposed to do one but i'll let him go first <laughs> oh i got you're lucky i have 18 today all right and you don't want to do some personal family shots because my denise knows this man i've had family in and out and we're we're living life right now from D.C., Chicago, everywhere. So I miss Denise's little gathering in Labor Day because um, I was at uh, so my cousin. I'm just going to do some personal shout outs. My cousin uh, is in the Air Force, was promoted to major Nitin Prosher over Labor Day weekend. It nice. was a beautiful thing to see. He's a young cat, too. And he's here with his beautiful wife, uh, one year old and a bunch of other people who are doing bad things um, in my liquor cabinet. And then I'm going to say one more thing. Oh. So my dad was, you know, we talked about we did an episode. Clyde, A.G. and I, we shared our similar experience about losing a parent. My dad um, was an, you know, an engineer techie, then later became a professor. Rockford Interfaith Group, where I'm from, born and raised near Chicago, um, has raised money and they dedicated like a park bench to him. And they're doing this whole celebration next weekend um, doing that. And that's kind of dope. And they did a huge celebration for him in March. So it's kind of dope to see that. All right. Nice. Enough of, let me. OK, I'll leave it there, man. I'll leave it there. <laughs> I, had, I had like five more. but I was, I go, ahead, go ahead. Do one more. Okay. Do one more. Go, go, we, one love more. we love one you. More. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'm going to jump in. Let me clean up. I'll just take one of the five. How about that? Somebody else jump in first. <laughs> Oh, you know what? No, let me get personal. Okay, we're here with Name It. All right, let me. That's also say Startup Showcase, seventh annual one. We had thirty companies over nice. the years in in six comp in six years, and now we have another five. Five to six have been acquired. Numerous others have established revenue generating relationships with the decision makers that are in the room, um, and others have raised deep Series A's and Series B rounds, putting them at incredibly high valuations. I can see another three, four of those getting acquired soon. We put bangers in front of you, so we're having it again. And we have some dope companies. There's five dope companies, dope judges. October 12th, be there. I will. I will co-sign that. Uh, I've been to many of these over the last over, over the last years, and you learn a lot about these different organizations. As someone who's been working in the startup space for the last 10 years, uh, seeing these early companies and the tool bringing these companies together, uh, specifically around the media space, is very fascinating. And I definitely encourage everyone to find some time to come um, and get this knowledge because these companies are the future. Outstanding. So, AJ, what you got? Oh, well, I got small updates today. Start talking. I'm going to cut them off. I'm just playing. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Everybody's got jokes. Okay. This is what happens when you don't talk for a while. All right. So, couple of, one update. Had a baby. The boy is awesome. Again? We, no, we did this twice before. <laughs> did we? Did we Nick Cannon? Are you Nick Cannon? No, 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 no. You coming on short on Nick Cannon. I don't, I don't have no, I don't hold it. Elon's got you all beat, end. right? I don't have a financial end. <laughs> But uh, loving, loving being a dad. I see what people talk about. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it's fun. Two, I'm just going to keep it. I'm not going to fool style, but I'm just going to bring something up. I'm having um, several conversations over the past uh, month, actually, from a cybersecurity perspective. Uh, the cybersecurity attacks going on are getting ex increasingly dangerous. So one of the things that uh, I've been having conversations around mobile devices, this is more of like, FYI, stay on top of your game. It, 
with Apple devices, especially Apple's probably one of the tightest when it comes down to their, your privacy and security. Keep your updates and make your software updates. Don't wait until, you know, like, hey, I don't feel like doing it today because it takes an hour or 20 minutes, whatever it is. Do your updates because the phishing attacks that are happening on and malware attacks happening on people's phones, especially from your financial services, you know, apps that you have on your phone are getting real and they're getting increasingly dangerous. So this is just a, a, a FYI. I'm hearing the amount of backdoors that are being created by hackers. It's unbelievable. Um, so this is one of those, you know, public service announcements. Update your software. Get on top of it. If you have any questions, don't ask me. I'm not a cybersecurity professional. Ask somebody else. But with that being said, that's all I got. <laughs> you you can buy a 35 cent Android phone and save some money. But, you know, Raju and Pookie are going to be stealing your stuff. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, <laughs> Roger, Roger and Pookie. That's a nice one. <laughs> I, I put me in and I put someone else. So no one says, hey, I got equal opportunity. Uh, you know what I'm saying? All right, Denise, we'll let you close. I'll, I'll go quickly on mine. Okay. Um, something that uh, AG likes to call S-Packs. We're going to talk about S-Packs. S-Packs again. Early, uh, <laughs> early in 2021, there was the rage of all SPACs. Um, you saw a lot of celebrity investors who jumped in, everyone from Serena Williams, Sierra, Colin Kaepernick, a number of different celebrities jumped in the SPACs and, and they had a two-year window. So now we're in a phase now where these SPACs are having to unwind because they have failed to find companies to purchase. Uh, one of the most famous investors and um, Thomas, Sick. you need to assist. Oh, please. Go for it. Hold on. Pause. Already wrong. Hold Already fumbled the ball. Hold on. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. Get, <laughs> LeBron take a trying to pass it. D-Wade. D-Wade, save me. Take a, take a second. Take a second. Save, to, save me, though. What's, what's the famed investor Chama? from Facebook? Chama. I'll say it the way Clyde would say it. Chamath Palipatia. It's Chamath Palipatia. That's okay. good. No, when you're a billionaire and you're South Asian, you can send people ahead and, hey, pronounce his name properly. When you're not a billionaire and you got two syllables in your name, they still can't say Atul, right? Okay, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you for the assist. But he's a famous investor. He had 10 SPACs that he was working over the last two years and recently announced that he's unwinding two of them where he's essentially giving back uh, $1.6 billion to these two respective SPACs. Um, a lot of this is going on because of the way the state of the market, a lot of companies who would typically be up for purchase are saying, you know what, the valuations are, are a lot lower than what we expected. Um, the market is crazy. Was real. They think last yeah, year was last real. So, yeah, sorry. So, and then I'm going to finish up with what you're saying. Oh. We got that disease. Oh, no, you're who's saying cut, something great. Who's cutting Go for somebody it. off now? Huh? <laughs> What's going on? I'm also going to bring some knowledge to it. I'm not just going to cut off, Anthony. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Welcome fire. to the Whiskey too, ladies and gentlemen. No, but you're saying uh, something really poignant. Remember we said this on the pod, like back then, you're like, hey, SPACs, no, everything's going to go. Remember our, our boy who, you know, Ackman, did the same thing. I said, not all of these are going to find a home. I was challenged on this very podcast. We're not pointing at any fingers, but I'm just, you know, because you can't see what I'm pointing at, Clyde. Um, but like a lot of people challenged me on that. I was like, no, they're not going to find a home because these valuations are out of whack. So it's good. You know, a lot of these are going back because you know who only wins, you know, always wins at a SPAC? The endorser, the sponsor, like the Chamath. He was trying to do A through Z. You can't, come on, like alphabet A, alphabet SPAC B, SPAC C, that's just wrong. SPAC, sorry, uh, to our 90s rap game, uh, AG. All right, but go ahead, Clyde, finish All up, right. sorry. And then, and then there's one thing that's an unintended consequence, I think, as a part of this is uh, the Biden administration launched a buyback 
essentially a tax or um, something where when you buy back shares, you have to pay a certain amount of fee. So the a lot of these SPACs in 2023, if you unwind in 2023, you're going to have to pay a 1% penalty. So you're going to see a lot of these companies in 2022 unwind uh, ahead, of, ahead of the plant so they won't have to pay that 1% penalty. So that's just something that I found very fascinating and uh, that's out there in the world. So there'll be a flush of cash in the market. So that's going to impact the market. Just kind of keep that because that's happening by the end of this year. Exactly what Klaus saying. So it's going to be a flush of cash in addition to what's already in the in the markets there already. So it's going to be going to be good times. Go ahead, Denise. <laughs> All right. So some stuff you should know on my end. Um, I'll start from the from our NAMIC stuff. So uh you know, we all represent NAMIC New York. So NAMIC New York's having the their welcome event again on October 11th, which is partially sponsored by iHeartMedia. So nice. hope everyone can be there. And then myself and Athul will be on a on a on a panel for courageous conversations around podcasting. Uh, I think that same day on October 11th during the conference, um, I will be getting my Luminary Award on the. Boom on the 12th. Um, and then, you know, look, Thul talked about his family. So I will shout out that, you know, my mom has a, her third book coming out over um, nice. on Amazon. Yeah. It's called the black homesteaders of the South. So oh, please check that out mm. on, on Amazon. Her name is Bernice Bennett. Very easy to remember. Mm. And then on the iHeart side, I mean, we've got a ton of stuff you should know, uh, which is a show on iHeart. Um, We've got right now, this weekend is the, the iHeart Festival. So hopefully folks will be uh, checking out some of the content that's coming out from that. But, you know, also what we've got coming up for 2023 that I'm super excited about that I'm working on is it's the 50th anniversary of hip hop, y'all. Mm. So, you know, Ooh, I think we're sweet. going to, that's going to be some big conversations that are going to be happening within the culture all year. But it's going to be really interesting to see how both we, um, all of everybody is going to really celebrate this moment in our, our country's history and music history and how hip hop has influenced so much within all of American culture and not, not just American culture, but worldwide culture yep. and really delve into all the different aspects of that from an economic impact, from a, from a cultural a aspect. It's going to be really, it's going to be a good time. So I'm excited about that uh, from, from our end. A lot of gems there, Denise. Uh, shout out to moms for the third book. That's really very impressive. That's awesome. Um, She's a superstar. So, you told me about your mom before. She's a superstar from everything you told me. I love it. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Whiskey Hue. We're excited to be live from NAMIC Studios. Thank you for the NAMIC organization for having us with the Whiskey Hue. Uh, and peace. Peace. AG's, AG's, <laughs> AG's posing. AG's actually posing right now. I know. Still talking about the dad part. I was like, "Hey, can you go hug your kid?" Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. That's wrong. And she's still recording. Y'all know that, right? I know. Adia, 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 Adia you, back. you should wrap this because there's some bad. This is the this is the after party. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the OnlyFans version. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. There's people making some money doing something else. Idea just wants. She's trying to get us all canceled. You can't keep this going, Idea. 
Hey, look, he says something wrong every five minutes. It's just natural. But I keep it in. I'm not like, hey, man. So you did a good job, man. I thought you were really going to go, you know. Clyde was giving me the side eye. I was like, come on. I was keeping this in line. I was keeping this in line. No, I was, I was trying to go back. Anthony I was stop talking cool. over the fool. I was going to do the whole thing, but then I didn't because <laughs> time was of a constraint. So I'm not... I was like, can you I know, Did she leave us? Yeah, she, she, she's executive doing producer, something else. Ain't executive producer. <laughs> you don't want your executive producer coming up missing. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. We're, we're a couple minutes over, man, because I got to get back to drinking. It's like I got uncles, cousins. I got so many people in yeah, town. Yeah, a lot of people in town, huh? Yeah, yeah, so it's been going. It's been two weeks, man. <laughs> like off and on. It's okay. like I can't. I can't. What you? I've been doing for? like a bunch of. There's a lot of deals right now because we're all trying to. Uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just. We're just trying to close out books before more money comes in and challenges us. <laughs> we're trying to close oh, out our yeah, checks first. Yeah. So there's some big stuff going on. It. Yeah, we got to check because I had have been in two pitch fintech right back in August. Was uh, that you fintech or was that Clyde? Who's I can't remember. Uh, I'm sorry, I've been a blur. The, yeah, some stuff going. New Jersey's doing their thing, man. It, yeah. it, it's all healthcare. I, I just, I just, I was in the She's last round. Hey, Anthony, I'm gonna hook you up with this dude. I was telling Clyde about it, James Baru.